0: Hello, hello, Mediaverse members, and welcome to Mediaverse Unwrapped, where we bring our non-toxic Facebook community of Marvel fans to life. I'm your host, Max Happ, and I'm joined by my co-host, the OP time-to-kill-a-mopo, to my preschool roadie, Megan Spangler.
1: Howdy hoody, time to get that booty.
0: <laughs> Today, we are discussing our breakdown and reactions to the Loki trailer and all the tea. Let's dive in. Let's go. All right, so kicking it off with Loki Season 2. I am so excited they dropped this trailer. I, it's been a long time coming. It's taken too long, in my opinion. Yes. Megan, let me know what you were feeling when you were finally watching that trailer.
1: Well, it really was like a very long time coming. We waited and waited and waited. And then yeah. there was rumors that we were going to get one. But as soon as they dropped that poster with Miss Minutes, that's when we all were like, "Okay, we're getting one," and then they did it. I I liked uh, Loki season one, but I found it kind of boring. But even the trailer for season two is more exciting.
0: Mm. Like
1: it looks, it looks good.
0: It does. It looks amazing. I'm so so excited. I loved Loki season one. I love Loki. I became obsessed with Loki after that show. I just can't wait for season two. It, it, it feels like it's been forever and it kind of has it's been like two years since season one came out, which is nuts. Um, But I, I'm just so ready for it. it. the The trailer looked just as good as I remember the trailers for season one really like captivated me. And this I think is doing a good job of encompassing the same feeling. Like I'm really excited for it.
1: I am too. It, it looks really good. It looks exciting. And, my only issue is it's only six episodes. <laughs> and I,
0: oh, that I know. makes me
1: so nervous. I don't know why they keep doing this to us. <sighs> why do they only give I don't us either that big of a season? You know how long we've waited. But I mean, if it if it's action packed and it looks like it is, I'm down. It I don't know. It just looks so much more exciting than the first one. It just looks so lively and just action-packed and
0: yeah i feel like loki season one was very much like it had a lot writing on it because not only was it um you know the mcu shows weren't as well established at that point it was like what the second or third one that came out it had a lot writing on it because they had that big plot hole from Endgame where loki like escapes and they never like address it again throughout the rest of the, the, <laughs> the movie yeah. and they're like hmm so then they had a lot to, they had to make that make sense yeah And they had to give Loki like an interesting storyline that was, you know, self-contained rather than, you know, having to do so much with Thor. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just had a lot of setting up to do. I feel like it did so well. It took Loki and threw him in this such a fantastical situation that you would never... Picture like the the character they've built up over these films, these Thor films and, you know, the Avengers movies. And then just kind of took him out of that storyline and put him somewhere you would never expect Loki to end up like in this bureaucratic office setting That's so different than Asgard. (laughs) And like, it's just so like giving him this like important job where he always felt like he was the center of the universe. And then he realizes something is bigger than him. And that like, just humbled him so much. And I'm just so excited to see, you know, after season one, we went on that journey with him. Now, season two, we finally get to see him like in that zone, like established and like see where it takes him. And I'm so ready for that.
1: Also, do you know how hard it is to explain what the multiverse is? They, they did it. Oh they did it really yes. well, too. They, I, the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't know what this means. Like, I got an idea of it, but it's like, that, it's such a big thing to understand. And then at the end of it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, now it makes. So the second time watching it through was more enjoyable. But they did pack a lot in that show. It, they did well. I, I'm not a fan of Sylvie, but I wish she wasn't returning. I'll be honest, guys.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I'm like kind of indifferent about Sylvie. Like I like her enough, but like I like her character, but I don't know if I'd necessarily like like her and Loki together. Like it was okay, but I'm like, mm, let's see how this kind of unfolds a little bit more. I don't know.
1: I think I'd like her if I saw her somewhere else in the MCU. But it's just I feel like mm-hmm. she almost watered down Loki. Which I get. She's also you a think Loki. So? Yeah, I think she kind of brought him down. Like, she, he, she's also a Loki. He's a Loki. Then they had this little thing together, which, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole, but <laughs> it, it was just weird. It, it was kind of like they tried to make an exact Loki version, female version of Loki, which they did. But, like, personality, mm-hmm. uh, mannerisms, everything. It was like it just didn't feel very uh it didn't feel very great like I wish she had a different personality I wish she was different I wish I wish that she annoyed the piss out of Loki I Hmm. wish so much but it was like pretty obvious that they were meant to like fall in love and something happens. I feel like they could have gone a different way with that because I would have really liked them to hate each other throughout that show.
0: Yeah. I, I You know what? I, I will say I do have to agree with you. Um, You know, I, I feel like their romance was a little, like, it was cute. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, it, like, didn't really make sense. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. Because after she betrayed him in the finale of season one.
1: But was it cute because it was them? Or was it cute because it was Tom Hiddleston's Loki showing feelings for another person?
0: That's what it is. You're absolutely right. There you go. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It is nice to see like Loki have a love interest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we all like we all were so obsessed with Loki when we saw him in the Avengers. Mm. He was a badass villain who he did what he could to get what he wanted. And even if it meant like destroying his brother, loved it. I ate it up. They, Mm. They had me. They could do whatever they wanted. But then in Loki, <laughs> but then in Loki, he is just—he's in love, and uh, mm-hmm. he's not doing anything bad. He's vulnerable throughout the show, and I—I I don't like a vulnerable Loki. I like a Loki that takes charge. Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I agree with you on that. But I also—I like Loki in Loki. I feel like he was able to kind of show. More of his personality rather than like putting on a facade of being like you know this you know big badass god like overly confident. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, we got to see those vulnerable moments because like I said, it, you know he's was very humbled by everything that he learned at the TVA, and yeah. I like the fact that we got to see him like a little bit more sensitive. Um, because I know Loki has a bunch of daddy issues, we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed getting to see Tom Hiddleston like shine. And, like, you know, really spread his wings on his own without having to be part of an ensemble. It was his project to be the star of. Yeah. Um, He really knocked out of the park. His acting is always phenomenal. I love Tom Hiddleston. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm still excited. I'm still excited to see what happens. Like, the ending was such a cliffhanger. The little snippet we got to see in the post credit scene of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, was, like, enough of a tease to get me excited. Which I guess you could kind of consider that post credit scene to be, like, a first look at Loki season two or like a a little preview trailer. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause we had at that point we had gotten zero, nothing. The only thing was pictures that some, a leaker posted. Yes. So Mm -hmm. That was just, just the perfect thing to put at the end of it. But I think with Loki season one, it would have changed my mind completely. If at the end, he was the one that betrayed Sylvie and then said something like, well, I am the God of mischief. That would have.
0: That would have been hot.
1: That would have been hot. That it would have been hot. Yes, that would have been. <laughs>
0: You're right. You're right. God,
1: that would have been good. I don't
0: know, because like I, I I I so agree with you. Like I do, but it's like part of me also likes the fact that he's like grown as a person. I don't know.
1: I I do like that they humanized him. Like they mm-hmm. you you see an actual personality. You see someone you can actually relate to. And it's not someone that's working off daddy issues, brother issues, mommy mm-hmm. issues. It's it, it's a deeper look in the character. And I do like that. But for me, I would have liked it somewhat different. I guess if it was like two different projects where we, he kind of was humanized. Or at least showed a little bit that he was still the Loki that we were all introduced to.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: Tom Hiddleston's range is bananas. He,
0: Incredible.
1: There's no one in the world who could play Loki like Tom Hiddleston. He's incredible.
0: So Absolutely.
1: I, I understand I can't have it both ways. But I guess since it, the grass is always greener, since I got it this way, I'd rather the other way.
0: hmm That's true. I can see what you're saying, and I, I kind of agree with you. You're right. When the grass is always greener, sometimes it's, yeah. you know... So it just be like that. But I'm very excited for the show. I'm very <laughs> excited for um, the new season. I feel like we got so much from Loki season one as far as like MCU world building. And like, you know, I, yeah. I feel like one thing I forgot to mention before with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, I feel like I understood so much of it because I saw Loki. Like, I feel like yes. I understood so much of like what they were talking about in, in regards to like multiverse and variants and, you know, the, the brief touching on time that they did. I understood a lot of it because I saw Loki. Like, so much of it made sense.
1: Yeah. Imagine the people who are like, I don't watch the Marvel shows because they suck. Boo. How did you go into Quantumania? How did you know who Kang was? Like, how did you do that? That, I know, I always want to ask them, but then, like, it's just not worth it. The show definitely set up a lot. Like, we have a whole Kang phase because of that show. Mm -hmm. We have a whole other loki we have mobius Mm
0: -hmm. which i
1: wasn't an owen wilson fan until i watched the show and i was like (laughs) i need him to be protected at all costs
0: i love mobius yeah i feel like he's a very different character for owen wilson like he doesn't play characters like mobius too often
1: yeah because i feel like owen wilson is someone that like kind of holds on to his youth so he wants to be like the hot guy in the movie then he wants to be the yeah (laughs) he wants to be the goofy one he wants to be the love interest but this one it's just moby he he just wants to go jet skiing he's he's proud of his Mm -hmm. job he's just a happy guy then he meets loki and he's like oh my god Uh, i don't know who i am and i like i love owen wilson in that it's so perfect
0: I do too. I love him in Loki. I think I was very surprised by his character and his acting because it was so toned down. Like, like you, you made a really good point. He does always kind of pick those, uh, like, yeah. love interest, kind of, like, big man on campus type of roles. He's always like yeah. that in those yeah. films. Um, and this one is he's just kind of like, oh, I'm just a worker here. I'm just an agent. You know, I mean, I'm a pretty good one, but he's not, like, over the top. So, yeah, I'm really I, – I like Mobius a lot. I, I'm really excited to see him back as well. Their dynamic yeah, is really and- good, surprisingly.
1: There's those rumors that Mobius will be in Deadpool three. So imagine Deadpool and poor Mobius meeting Deadpool. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) That poor man. He doesn't know what's going to happen. I'm I'm worried for his soul. I do think he'll show up in Deadpool three because Miss Minutes is going to be in Deadpool three.
0: I really hope. I really hope so because I like the rumors I'm hearing about the the TVA involvement, and it would be so perfect. It really would be a great way to tie everything in.
1: Well, I thought. uh, Remember when Ryan Reynolds po- uh, tweeted saying, Hey, Miss Minutes? Yes. Yeah. I and did. then Miss Minutes said, Hey, Deadpool. So that was
0: amazing. That I hope I was that like was confirmation.
1: I think it was because if it's not, I'm not even going to be mad. I'm going to be impressed by his level of trolling.
0: I know. That's so true. <laughs> he would be trolling yeah. us if that <laughs> was the case. Yo.
1: Which Marvel does that to us. We, we've all been trolled secret invasion
0: yeah i feel like secret invasion was just like control <laughs> <day> so <laughs> at this point yeah no secret invasion episode seven dropped by the way this week guys we were all oh hoping my God. that maybe they okay. would punk us so Shoot.
1: i even checked today if one did because marvel because <laughs> marvel posted on their facebook all episodes of secret invasion are now streaming and i was like they were streaming last week why would you reiterate that they were just being annoying
0: there they were not just them. being annoying.
1: They know they know what they're doing.
0: How like absolutely delicious would that have been <laughs> if they had had the like marketing brilliance that we do to yeah. like have just like release an episode and instead of advertising it, just like oh, all episodes are streaming now on Disney Plus, and then people go on and they see a new episode that would have made headlines like every, yeah. every no other show has ever done that. That would have been perfect for Secret Invasion. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm still mad.
1: Yeah, I really thought like a week later we would be a little more calm about it,
0: but no. It's very true. I've been seeing it too in the group. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This, ugh, still such a sore subject. It would have been it so is. brilliant for Disney to have done that. That would have been so smart, but oh well. And then imagine if this episode had been the one that we've been waiting for that would have been like explained everything and like that. But it
1: didn't happen. So egg on our face. Exactly. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> We're just sitting exactly. there, just a little traumatized. That's all. Exactly.
0: <laughs> we have a list of some Easter eggs that you may have missed in the trailer. Kicking it off, Hiddleston's Loki looks to time slip from the TVA to the parking lot of a Piranha Power Sports, where two jet skis are prominently sat outside, seemingly setting up a payoff to a dream of season one's Mobius. I hope so. I hope he deserves it. He deserves it.
1: I don't know anyone in the world that would deserve it more. If if Mobius doesn't get his jet ski this this season, we're, we riot. Okay, Every, oh, listeners. Yes listeners you have to be on our side here you're either with us or against us no jet ski we riot
0: we are all gonna rent jet skis and do a (laughs) jet ski protest somewhere in this in the united states we are gonna meet up and we are gonna hold banners and we are gonna make marvel pay
1: yeah we're gonna have our own hashtag it's gonna be a whole thing a whole
0: thing a whole thing (laughs) stay tuned stay tuned we'll let you know (laughs) <laughs> Our next Easter egg Loki and Mobius are seen traveling to a historic fun fair at Midway Plaisance, a public park in Chicago, Illinois. This will likely be the site of their confrontation with Kang variant Victor Timely, teased in Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania, the post credit scene. Exactly what plans they may have here remains unclear, but Loki appears to be magically thrown from a Ferris wheel during the trailer, indicating they may come to blows with a sorcerer, perhaps even Sylvie or another Loki variant.
1: Imagine Ooh. if we see another Loki variant. Because I don't, I don't think that's been brought up yet.
0: No, you know I love the variants from season one, and if they don't <laughs> repeat that brilliance in season yeah. two, that's another reason to riot. But. <laughs> I we'll get <laughs> for that one.
1: I love them too. they're They're just not talked about enough.
0: I know exactly. I mean, they just brilliant. Tom Hiddleston it so good when he did the ones that he was also playing.
1: President Loki could get it.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> about to go wow, wow, definitely. <laughs> yes. oh, yes. Definitely slip it into my ballot box. That's for sure.
1: Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm impressed by that one. Good, good for, claps for Max. Good job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God, I'm so bad. Anyway. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> On another historic trip, Loki and Mobius dress up in tuxedos to attend a movie premiere with the theater advertising a movie called Zaniac. The title references Marvel's creepy Zaniac, who debuted in May of 1982's four issue, 319 as a swarm of demonic parasitic creatures from the dark dimension that can take over hosts to cause havoc. Ooh. I like it. It's dark. That's what I've I been like asking too. for. Ooh. That's really cool. That could also tie in nicely to like Doctor Strange and, you know, Dormammu.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. There's that. Oh Wouldn't that God. be the
0: cameo if like Dormammu had like a voice cameo and it was um, Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh.
1: I'm not even get my hopes up n- right now. I'm still. I know. I know. I'm still healing. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. It's that's the sucky thing about all this theorizing that we do is that sometimes we get so disappointed. <laughs> Secret invasion. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Again, if you guys but, liked it, we're not judging.
0: We're just. No, we're, we're not.
1: We're working through something right now.
0: We are. <laughs> Um, but I, I mean, that would be insane. It wouldn't be too off, far off base. And they were able to get Chris Hemsworth in for a voice cameo in season one of Loki. So, who knows? I think it's possible. He played Frog Thor. For those of you who don't know, or what is it called, Throg?
1: I forgot that happened until just now.
0: It just <laughs> blew my mind. Oh my god. I would love—I would love to see Chris Hemsworth like. In Loki season two. Like just in any way shape or form. but That would be so yeah. insane.
1: I just want to see them back together. So bad. Because Loki is at such a different place in life. And he saw how it ended. Mm-hmm. With the other him. In the multiverse. He saw how that mm-hmm. life ended. And his mom died. And his dad died. He saw all that. So I think that changed him. And I just want to see how he would be with Thor. So bad.
0: I know same. I can't wait to I know I, I just if I can't picture Marvel not having them reunite at some point before this multiverse saga is over mm-hmm. Um. if they did though if they weren't able to get them to reunite on screen that would be like yet again another reason to riot like I that for me would be like lying in the sand I would be so mad
1: yeah no I agree especially after seeing Thor with a Loki tattoo on his back like, yes. come on, Marvel. You know what we want.
0: And Loki needs to see that, too.
1: Yes, he does. I would like that very much. And he's like, huh, peasant. You I know. name on your <laughs> back. Loki would just be like...
0: <laughs> He would be so grossed out. So, moving on, Sophia DiMartino's Sylvie returns in the trailer, confirming she will be a McDonald's employee at some point yeah. in the season. The uniform looks to be a retro one, which was used by the fast food giant in the late 70s into the early 80s. Hmm.
1: My bitch is living the American dream. She got herself I know, a she's job. She's the
0: free fries every shift, baby.
1: <laughs> she got herself a job. She's probably paying bills. Yeah, suck it, Sylvie. Can you now imagine? you know how we all feel.
0: God. like i can't picture a less suitable job for sylvie than working at mcdonald's like she's just must be so miserable oh my god not like there's anything wrong with that but like just her personality is just like so just not for that
1: so i can see this going two ways i can see her having to work to like fit in so mm-hmm. like no one knows who she is no one's coming she she doesn't grab anyone's attention or she has to wear it in a scheme with loki to get something they need
0: mm, no yeah. it could it's a very good theory i think actually because i didn't think yeah. about that i just thought because like it looked like she had really just like sunken into that life <laughs> and she was just she like, looked she looked uh, so
1: miserable i was like she she's did. definitely working minimum wage
0: she's oh, definitely yes. the
1: the fry girl i know it
0: mm-hmm Absolutely. And I think it's so interesting that McDonald's like licensed their like, logos and stuff to be used like for real in, in the MCU. Like that's, that's interesting.
1: I don't because uh, in Ant-Man it, Baskin-Robbins was supposed to be Chipotle. And Chipotle said I, we don't want to be involved with that. Well, who has egg on mm. their face but freaking Chipotle yes. when Ant-Man blows up I think they even said, like, yeah, that wasn't our best idea. Well, Baskin-Robbins is just, like, living their best life.
0: I know. So, Baskin-Robbins had a glow-up from Ant-Man.
1: Yeah, so, y- y- any I think any restaurant would be like, yes, please, use us.
0: I know, especially in the MCU. I mean, Chipotle, the funny thing is, like, I feel like Chipotle actually would have been a better fit than Baskin-Robbins. It would have been more relevant, I feel like, because Baskin-Robbins is such a, like, a brand. Like, no one ever says, like, let's go to the Baskin-Robbins anymore. It's you like, know what I
1: mean? It's like the Kmart of restaurants.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, they lucked out because Chipotle then ended up getting, like, all kinds of issues and, like, have lost popularity. But mm, good for Basket Robbins, I support them.
1: I do, too. I'm excited for them.
0: <laughs> Me, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next Easter egg uh, comes in the form of a surprising shot with a return to He Who Remains his Citadel at the end of time from the season one finale with the throne room now battered and dilapidated as he who remains his corpse can still be seen in his chair. Yep, uh.
1: yep, 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 that happened. And I never noticed it until it was pointed out. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch, that is dark. It is for, dark. It, for Marvel, that's that's pretty dark. And I, I love it.
0: I kind of do too. I, <laughs> yeah. It's like creepy, but and I, I love the connectivity. I love the continuity. Oh, yes. Very good. Yes. Trick and it's just like her. i wonder if it's like decomposed or if it's still like just jonathan majors because like doesn't it exist like out of time so
1: so i saw the picture of it and like it, it's darkened so you can't see it but you can definitely just see his body just like laying there with his head back
0: Ooh. I know that could be really juicy i like that like i like where yeah. they're going with that Mm -hmm. A giant redesigned Miss Minutes with a new ghostly appearance could be seen chasing and terrorizing attendees of the historic fair where Jonathan Major's Kang variant Victor Timely was giving a talk. The redesign likely comes down to this being a version of Miss Minutes created by Victor Timely as opposed to the Season 1 TVA iteration by He Who Remains. Perhaps this may be a sign fans will encounter multiple variants of Miss Minutes in Season 2, to go along with the multiple kings expected to appear. Ooh. Yeah. That's really cool.
1: I never thought, because I saw her and I was like, why does she look like a ghost?
0: Never occurred to me she's a variant. Uh, you know what? Me either. This is really cool because I didn't consider that either. And I also didn't consider um the fact that it could be because it's like a different variant of kings. That's why she looks different. I didn't like, I didn't put that together. I thought maybe it was I like, oh, maybe this is like a... Like a vintage version of Miss Minutes, like when he first created her, and she looks like that for whatever reason. Like that's what I, where my head was kind of at, but this yeah. actually makes more sense, and I like this better. Um, I love Miss Minutes. An- another one of my favorite things about Loki season one, um, just her character in general is incredible. I love yeah. Tara Strong. Um, yeah, and I, I, I really can't wait to see her. I hope that eventually they give her give Tara Strong like a live action cameo, like maybe the woman whose voice she's based off of her they could easily work it in something like that like you know yeah. when they're traveling through time i would love to see her in live action She, she deserves in... it. she's really good and she's awesome
1: she was in guardians of the galaxy volume three too right was that the one
0: she was she voiced something else she voiced um mainframe she took over for miley cyrus that's
1: yeah 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 that's what it was terror strong you if you ever want to show off your voices we are here
0: we are here honey <laughs> ready and waiting for you well, let you do whatever voice you want just go. Like, well, we don't care. Yeah. Show.
1: Just surprise us.
0: <laughs> surprise us. <laughs> and she would, I bet she would pull out something crazy cuz she she's played so many different characters. It's incredible.
1: and I, somehow she's still underrated. I don't I don't understand that.
0: I know. I know, I agree. It's crazy. Our next little Easter egg that we have for you guys. Loki and Sylvie finally reunite at the end of the trailer to take on a host of TVA agents side by side with their magical powers while Mobius is also present in the background with a pruning stick. Hmm. What yeah. could that be?
1: It's, I, okay, so I looked at it and thought, okay, so the TVA is definitely after Sylvie, and
0: mm-hmm. it looks
1: like Loki and Mobius are there to help her as backup.
0: Hmm.
1: That's what I think it could is. Could be.
0: Yeah i mean it's definitely a big showdown if you know loki and mobius are all against the TVA. i mean it's just <laughs> yeah. interesting to see these little snippets because where we leave mobius and loki at the end of season one mobius doesn't even remember loki yeah you know and and that little snippet we get in at the end of quantum mania and the post credit scene like they they're already working together again and then we see in the trailer they're going to be reunited again as partners so it's like how does that get resolved? Like, I, I'm, that's an interesting thing I'd like to see.
1: That's the thing that makes my head hurt because it's like, how did we get from A to B? Mm-hmm. When we left them, Mobius was in the TVA doing his little job, and now we're looking at Mobius, Loki, and Sylvie all besties about to fight the TVA. But they all did not end up that way on season end of season one. This mm-hmm. this is gonna be a pretty packed six episode. Exactly,
0: it is. I I don't know. I don't know. I would love more. I would like an eight-episode season. That would be so good. <laughs> yeah. Season one was six episodes, and they did a lot with it, and they did a great job. So, I don't know. I'm like, we've been completing all episode, but we're still burned from Secret Invasion. But you know, let's not let's not cast off Loki yet. I, I'm gonna hold out hope that it'll be really good. I think it will be.
1: I think it'll be really good too. So we got some comments from members in our group. Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped, as you guys know, about how they felt about the trailer. Curtis says, I liked it, but I wasn't too excited about it, like the first season. I'm definitely watching it, though.
0: Okay, Fair, Curtis. Fair.
1: Very, very fair. I felt the same. Jose says, I've always felt that Loki has been poorly represented in the MCU in terms of strength and power. This is a guy who held his own against his brother, Thor, and stopped a falling building with his mind. He's literally the god of mischief, and I'd really love to see more of him using that power. That part where he pushes all the agents away with his green magic, I want to see more of that. I agree.
0: I do too. I mean, at first, Jose was a little spicy at the beginning but i kind of when he rounded out his point i totally agreed with it because he's right i mean it was kind of the same thing with wanda and wandavision they, they didn't get their like a full chance to truly show their powers as a side character until yeah. they got their own platform to do so and i feel like yeah. in season one you know he he had his powers but he was learning from sylvie too and then we see him finally at the end like he, we see him coming into it so i think season two is going to be a really good one for that especially we're going to see him really being strong
1: I agree. I think uh, season one was more world building, not character building for him. Mm-hmm. Even though it was like personality building, not strength building. Yes. So they're trying to show us things we have not seen before. Now I think it'll round out really well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, they had a lot to set up. So
1: yeah, it was it was a lot. Moving on to our last, but definitely not least, Daniel says, I think it has the potential to clean up some of the confusion and continuing problems in the multiverse. Loki and Deadpool are the perfect characters to bring something of a closure and better understanding to this point. It obviously is not going to be completely away because of the story, King. Hmm. Hmm. Agreed. I like that. I kind of agree, too. Yeah. It's, it's ha- you didn't think about it
0: no i didn't but you know what? i have a feeling you know despite his legal issues jonathan majors like just to touch on that i feel like they're gonna end up airing loki at this point like unedited it's just getting too close for them to be able to do it like effectively now um so either way i think that you know let's say the trial terms which i don't predict it to um yeah I have a feeling they're still just going to be like, well, we can't do much about it at this point unless they pull the entire thing and re-air it, which I don't, I don't know if that's even a good idea. So it's really, it's be really touchy for that.
1: I, well, first of all, I think he's going to be found not guilty because his it's all looking good for him, not for her from what we've seen. She sucks, but from what we've seen, yeah, not saying she does, but it's what it looks like. So yeah, and if he's found guilty, they're still. I think they're still going to air this, but this will be his last time as Kang. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. I mean, They'll that's the out way, a way to go. Up, I think. Yeah that that's the way to go. I think so if... too. Daniel says, "I think it has the potential to clean up some of the confusion and continuing problems with the multiverse. Loki and Deadpool are the perfect characters to bring something of a closure and better understanding to this point." It's obviously not going to completely, going completely away because of the story of King isn't finished. However, the Jonathan Majors continuing legal issues, that remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, I don't predict he's going to be found guilty because it's looking pretty good for him based on what Mm -hmm. the evidence his lawyers have put out and based on what evidence the ex-girlfriend's lawyers have not put out.
0: Mm -hmm. So,
1: yeah, it's not looking good for her.
0: I have to agree I think that I mean I, I predict the trial to go in a positive way unless there's something really mind-blowing that happens during this trial um, which I don't predict necessarily um, but I will say I think that either way Disney is going to end up just releasing this season as is with you know Kang as intended I think it's just getting too close now for them to be re-editing an entire season um, and removing him so I think that you know either way He's going to be in this season. I think maybe at the most what they could probably do is, you know, re-edit like the way his story of the season ends to kind of write him out, if in any case. But um, I don't I don't foresee that happening at all. And to be honest with you, unless they were to just pull the entire season, it's going to air his plan, I think, at this point. And it's going to go ahead. full steam.
1: If he's found Um, guilty, this will be his last time as king, I think. And then they're going to pull a roadie and just not. Say anything he's recasted and moved on exactly which is what you i should think that do. they'll end
0: up recasting
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah which, if he's found like guilty said, exactly what i was gonna say yeah. is that's like worst case scenario i don't i don't think it's gonna end up happening i think that things are gonna work out which is good which is what i hoped for from the beginning for sure but touching on daniel's other point about deadpool um and all those you know tie-ins we're expecting for the deadpool three movie I am so excited for that. I hope that we get like, a, oh my god, the best thing that Marvel could do is give us some kind of like a Deadpool tease in Loki season two. Oh my god, I would, I would, I would just like die.
1: I've I've thought about this before, and I'm trying to stop myself from getting excited because obviously, um, yeah, I, I like it should. If Miss Minutes is in Deadpool, Mobius is supposedly in Deadpool. Then we should see like a post credit scene or something.
0: Yes, or like his name, like on a folder somewhere, like something, like give us a little, like a little something, something. I think that would, I would really help after Secret Invasion, yeah. to be honest with you.
1: It's the least they can do.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> the very least. <laughs> but all right, moving on to tea time with max and megan where we go over this week's marvel news and updates uh i'm gonna kick us off by talking about an interview that took place before the sag after strike in which toby Maguire described what it was like to work on spider-man no way home he goes on to say working with andrew garfield and tom holland was so dear to me it really was special a very rich experience for me all around it kind of reinvigorated my interest in performing It felt like a real brotherhood, which was what we were aiming for, too. For us and for the characters. But then to have those dynamics play out, feeling a real connection and love for these guys, and having fun and having a laugh, all of that was energizing and reinvigorating for me.
1: Hmm. I thought that was really sweet.
0: It was very sweet. I mean, (laughs) I I hadn't even realized that Toby hadn't been acting as much in the last few years until he said that. And I was like, oh, really? I haven't seen him in, in in something new in a while. So, could this be teasing that he's taking on some new projects? That could
1: I be do think we're going to see him back for a Spider Man movie, whether it be a Tom Holland movie, whether it be Secret Visions. But I do think he's going to come back at some point, at least be an aged Spider Man and put on the costume one last time. Because if he dies as Spider Man, that is the most genius way to introduce Miles, is to pass the torch oh, right. to Miles. Yes. So oh. that's what I want.
0: That's actually pretty brilliant. I mean, yeah. I could see him like coming back in maybe like one or two more performances, but I, I totally am on board with what you're saying, like having him die. maybe in like um, Avengers Secret Wars. Yeah, I could see him coming back for that. It's-, it's supposed to be multiversal, supposed to have a lot of different like variants and those types of characters. I could see it being the movie he comes back for. I can totally see him dying. Um, and I can totally see, like, Miles in his universe becoming the new Spider-Man or something, like, you know, of that nature. It would be amazing. That would be chef's kiss. I would love
1: it. Yes, that. it would be brilliant. Moving on to, in an interview with comicbook.com, the Incredible Hulk director, Louise Leterrier, revealed that there was once extensive plans for a proper sequel to the 2008 movie. He says, yeah, there was, like, a whole sequel, There was like Grey Hulk and Fred Hulks. (laughs) Notice he said Hulks. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of good stuff that we were planning. I really do hope the sequel happens for all sorts of reasons. But yeah, we did. We had a great time on Hulk together. I'm eager to do Hulk 2 if they make it. I'm signed on to do Hulk 2 and 3, whether Edward Norton's there or not. So it's not even up to me. When I agreed to do Hulk, I signed off for two sequels. So it's a moot question. I certainly hope Edward is on the schedule, but that's up to Marvel and Edward. Bro, I hate to tell you, Edward Norton is not coming back.
0: Yeah, I think that's a real, a real, real smoky pipe dream there. I don't know.
1: Say you don't like Mark Ruffalo without saying you don't like Mark Ruffalo.
0: I know. I mean, that's pretty shitty. And to be honest with you, like, there's a reason Marvel didn't make your sequel, um, it has partially to do with Universal. But let's say that the sequel was supposed to be so amazing, like he's claiming, they would have found a way to make it work. Especially back in those days, back before they started their own studio and were making their own films and decided they didn't want to have Universal distribute. They yeah. could have made another Hulk film. There, In the timeline between that happening, there was time for them to do it. it your Hulk film didn't do very well. so.
1: Well, it's like this guy, he doesn't make much sense because he says, I'm signed on to do Hulk 2 and 3. Dude, those, those contracts are done. Do you think they're still valid when it's canceled? No, that's not how it worked. I'm worried for this guy because he made no sense.
0: Yeah, he doesn't make sense that he's like talking as if it's like 2008, because he's talking in the present tense, like, oh, I signed off for two sequels and oh, I hope Edward is on the sequel. It's like, he's on like the 2008 press tour in his head.
1: Yeah, it's like he really doesn't realize that Edward Norton's not the Hulk anymore. He was the Hulk Mm -mm. for one movie. And then he was fired? I'm sure they said let go, but...
0: Just not hired back.
1: Right. The amount of rumors that say he was unpleasant, then, you know, yeah. something's there. But this guy is a know. little confused. Very confused.
0: I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've seen those, like, fan-made posters online on social media where people are photoshopping, you know, Ruffalo's Hulk with Norton's and Eric Bana's Hulk. Yeah. Um, Like, coming together to do like a, a world war hulk type of thing and i will be yeah. honest with you it would be perfect for the multiverse yeah. i would absolutely love that they'd have to offer edward norton a ton of money to come back i don't think he would do it easily no. and they would have to be okay with him coming back because i mean it would be amazing but i don't i don't foresee that happening but you never know i mean i never i never thought that hulk was going to be able to come back to the the mcu or beyond disney plus and here we are so it's you never know, I guess.
1: What stood out to me in Secret Invasion was the president saying, anyone that's not human, they're going after. Who's not human? Sakar. Hulk's son that was introduced Mm -hmm. to She-Hulk. So, imagine the government goes after Sakar. and who's going to Hulk out? His dad, Bruce Banner. Yep. So, that could lead straight into a World War Hulk, whether it be thunderbolts or uh brave new world i do think we're getting it especially since brave new world is so hulk centric Mm -hmm. so i just just so everyone knows i said it here first so there you go guys
0: i have to agree with megan i i I feel like after all the hints they dropped in she hulk and after like what we know about who's returning in um, Captain America: Brave New World. So I'm I'm excited. I'm ex- I I think that, that we are getting a Hulk film coming up, and I think it's just we're, we're we're on our way. We're on our way there.
1: Yeah, getting the Incredible Hulk on Disney Plus was a really really big hint that we're going to get it someday.
0: Moving on to our next piece of news, Marvel's Fantastic Four reboot is reportedly coming down to some official casting decisions. I know we've said this before, but a new episode <laughs> of the Hot Mic has reported the scoops that Mission Impossible actress Vanessa Kirby is upwards of 95% confirmed to play Sue Storm, while Stranger Things star Joseph Quinn is about 80 to 90% confirmed to be playing Johnny Storm, a.k.a. the Human Torch. This is not confirmed as of now. Do not believe the pages that are saying it is, but these are being heavily rumored, like we've been discussing over the last couple months, so interesting, I guess.
1: I want Joseph Quinn, Eddie Munson, Mm -hmm to be in the MCU so bad. I don't care if he's cashier number four. Bring <laughs> him to me. I don't care. So if this tr- if this rumor's untrue, you guys better make it up to me by bringing him in some other way. That's all I have to say.
0: I'll be honest. My not, When they brought her in, I kind of had my hopes on Margot Robbie being Sue Storm. I never put too much into that rumor because... It just seems like she's already doing, you know, I'm sure James Gunn's going to have her back as Harley Quinn. However, he decides to reincorporate her character. He loved working with her. He loves the character. He loved doing Suicide Squad. It, I think it's going to happen. I don't think she's going to do another superhero thing so, no. you know, soon. I mean, she could always do it. I'm not saying she, she's ever said she wouldn't, but it just, I don't know. It just didn't seem, it just never I felt like that was actually going to happen. Vanessa Kirby, I, I didn't really picture her for the role, but I do love her as an actress. And I, I would be really willing to give her a chance. I think she would make a pretty decent Sue Storm. And I will say Joseph Quinn, I think that's a great choice for Human Torch. It is. Given like his his personality in his in, in Stranger Things, like playing Eddie Munson, like he kind of had that sort of kind of like I mean, he was more of like a punk rock kind of like dude in that show. But I could he kind of still had that kind of like smarmy, like like the goof around kind of vibe. Um, That I think is totally Johnny Storm. And I feel that that really would lend really well.
1: He definitely has the little brother rebel vibe down. So we're all good. Mm -hmm. uh, Vanessa Kirby, I never thought of her either. But I never thought Margot Robbie would get it. Because when that was being said it was going to happen, I was like, okay. They're doing Mm -hmm. this thing they did with, ooh, what's that girl's name? Mm. Who was Wednesday Adams?
0: Oh, Jenna Ortega.
1: Yes, that's as soon as Wednesday dropped, they're like, she's white tiger and born again. It's what they do (laughs) every time there's a huge star that has a big thing coming. Barbie's out. I knew she wasn't going to be in the MCU because I was like, no, she's about to become really overrated really quick because of Barbie, which she's incredible. She's amazing. But tell me you have tell me you have not gone one day and seen her face somewhere on the internet or in life,
0: she's I know everywhere. it's true. She's yeah. everywhere right now.
1: So I never thought it was going to be her, even though she would do well because Sue Storm was such a freaking bombshell in the Ugh. comics. So that would cool. be perfect. My dream cast is uh, the sister and Jessica Jones. That's who I I want to do Looks it. Looks
0: wise, yeah. Tri- the one and, who played Trish Walker. Uh, Trish Walker. Yeah.
1: Yes, and she's so smart and witted and it's just it would be perfect but she was already mm. in Marvel's but then I have weird casts. like I want Reed to be Sterling K. Brown but he was Black Panther's dad which is just- he
0: would have been a good Reed I would have loved him for Reed you're so right he would have been awesome Ugh. and that they wasted him on being um, T'Challa's uncle
1: it was before This Is Us I think or it was in the middle no it was like it- at the same time yeah so he wasn't he wasn't like big yet now it's like yeah we just don't deserve him but whatever it's
0: crazy speaking of casting choices
1: so ladies and gentlemen and all our non-binary pals our hopes and dreams hmm. about ryan gosling joining the mcu has been shattered during a recent interview with josh horowitz horowitz what a name on the happy sad confused podcast That was conducted prior to the ongoing SAG-AFTRA strike. Actress Emily Blunt was adamant that Ryan Gosling doesn't want to play a superhero. In a quick back and forth conversation about Gosling playing a superhero, Blunt plainly said, no, he doesn't. I asked him about it and he doesn't. Horowitz explained to her that Gosling previously told him that he was interested in playing Ghost Rider. In response, Blunt said, he's such a dork, isn't he? I'm going to really have beef with him about that. Additionally, she added that she felt like the two of them were wearing it as a badge of honor for not playing a superhero thus far in their careers. So she just killed two birds with one stone. We ain't getting her either.
0: She is still so salty that she did not get Black Widow, I think. I, I have to say, this, this drips of, drips of salt. She's being 100%. so salty. And she shouldn't. She's putting words in his mouth. He's never said that. He's actually said he would like to play something like Ghost Rider. So he he definitely would be interested. Um, I think that she would be too if they offered her a good role. I honestly originally, I'll be honest with you, I really liked the um, idea of Emily Blunt being Sue Storm and John Krasinski being Reed. I thought it would be really cute. Um,
1: I did too, but only if John Krasinski was Reed. If it was someone else, I don't want it.
0: No. No, you're right. If they did it mm-hmm. together, I think it would have been really cool. I wonder why that never came to be. Like why? They, I mean, there was so rumored for so many years. Um, so interesting. But I don't know. I think she's just salty. But she's
1: a hundred percent salty. But it never happened because they used him as a fan service instead of keeping them keeping him in their back pocket for when it, they actually did Fantastic Four. They're like, we'll just give it to you in Multiverse of Madness, and that's it. And it's like, I'm still mad about it. And that was like a year, year or two ago. So I think I'm just a salty person.
0: <laughs> Not as salty as Emily Blunt, because you know what? Clearly. Ryan Gosling, you are welcome in the MCU. We have no problem with you coming and being ghostwriter or whoever you want. I'd be fine with that. I don't think he would be a bad ghostwriter, to be honest with you. I mean, I think he'd be good. I think he would be pretty good. He, he, he can bring that like seriousness, that like drama. And I think that yeah. would
1: be really good. Ryan Gosling, you are enough to be in Marvel. So very you 100%. Go. Moving on to our last bit of tea, Matt Smith's reps. Well, that's a hard thing to say. Respond <laughs> to rumors of Fantastic Four casting. Streamer Entertainment reached out to Smith's reps for comment on the matter and shared in a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, that we have independently confirmed that Matt Smith's reps as of june 28th 2023 he was not cast as reed richards in the upcoming fantastic four film however streamer entertainment revealed in a later post that they reached out to actor reps again on august 2nd and the outlet was met with no comment as opposed to any flat-out denial or confirmation i don't want him as reed i don't either i don't i don't see it he's He's an amazing actor. I love everything he's in. But no, I'm not here for it. So.
0: Mm-mm. I don't know. Something about it doesn't doesn't click well for me. Um, I like him. I would like him as something else. Yeah. Um, I've honestly considered him like a, a good candidate for like Mr. Sinister or something like that. Ooh. He plays like dark roles really well. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I liked him in Morbius. He was good in Morbius, but I don't, I don't know if he, if they would like want to bring him in for Fantastic Four. I, I, I really would like has some out of the box choices for Fantastic Four, honestly. For some reason, I really
1: want an, I really want someone who is more unknown, and like an yeah. up and coming actor. I want, I don't want someone where I can say you were in Morbius, you were in The Crown, you were in Doctor Who. I don't like that. I like Joseph Quinn is perfect because. You only know him from Stranger Things. So that, I think that's perfect. But don't, don't do this with Matt Smith. There's so much, many better things.
0: I agree. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. On one hand, I would like to see like just some like really good, well-known actors come in. But like people who have not been associated with a, with a Marvel or superhero film at all. But also on the mm-hmm. other hand, I do agree with you. I kind of would like, you know, some unknown people. But I don't know if they would end up doing that. I guess we'll see.
1: We will see because we don't know. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap on mediaverse unwrapped thank you so much for tuning in until next time you can follow me on instagram at his name is max
1: and you can follow me on instagram at megan the
0: join our non-toxic facebook group mediaverse comics unwrapped follow our public facebook page mediaverse plus follow us on twitter instagram and youtube at Mediaversecu. Our new episodes premiere Tuesdays on Spotify. Thanks for tuning in and goodbye for now.
1: Ride or die, I live for pie. I actually don't I <laughs> actually don't like pie, but okay.